Hi, everybody. This is Francisco here for the Frank Ops Show, the worst name for a podcast ever. And, well, lo and behold, I, I, I don't have a review up. The last review I did was Mario and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope. Hope you guys listened to that. Hope you guys, uh, hope it swayed your decision if you have a Nintendo Switch and we're, we're thinking about getting the game to see if you'll, you'll bite on it and, and, and give it a go. Uh, meanwhile, it's, it's the holidays and, and I'm, I'm driving back home after spending time with family and, uh, well, it's, it's time for us to, uh, talk about the, the backlog once more because, well, it, I mean, it's been a while since I last did this entry, and I said, oh, I want to do this for, for quite a bit, but now it's it's time to go back again, because, well, games have been added. There's tons of new games here to add to the backlog that I, I really, uh, it's going to be a few more entries of this, and I, I hope you all are, are ready for it, because... This is, this is going to be a long one. Well, at least uh, maybe 40 so minutes or so. I have no idea. Once again, I get on tangents and whatnot with all of this. But, yeah. So, first one on the list is the, the one that I got for uh, for Christmas this holiday. It was uh, Bayonetta 3. So, that's where we are at now. So, Bayonetta 3 for the... Nintendo Switch, I've uh, been, uh, well, I mean, I wanted this game back when it was launched, but unfortunately, I just, I, I couldn't justify buying it at that moment because of just the amount of other games that I, that I have in, in the backlog. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope released the week prior. Uh, I didn't want to spend that much money within such a quick span on gaming. So, I kind of just left it by the wayside, and my family was like, do you want anything for Christmas? So I'm like, oh, all right, I'll take this. Rather than they just give me a gift card, you know, just give me this directly. I would have used the gift card on this anyways. So there you go. So Bayonetta 3. Uh, I've played the first two already. Uh, there's a, a side game called Cereza, and I forgot what the subtitle was called, but, but that's coming next year, so I can't wait for that either. I'm going to try that too. But uh, I've been sitting on Bayonetta 3 for quite a bit now that I can actually have it. However, I'm not going to start it right away. I, I still have other games in the backlog. I'm currently playing Yakuza 0, which I have mentioned, I think, before in a uh, past backlog video. And I'm, I'm, I don't know how far I am into the game. I believe there's like 19 or so chapters in that game. And I'm at chapter 5 now. So I, I'm I'm getting close, uh, basically a quarter quarter through that game, and see if I can beat this within the next two to three weeks. Hopefully, if I get on a roll. So there's that. Uh, next is Greek Memories of Azure. I have this on good old games on my PC. Got it for free. A lot of free games right now. If you're a PC owner, the month of December is fantastic because free games are abundant. On, uh, on that platform, like, developers are just giving these games away. Uh, the, the different platforms, uh, Steam, 
good old games, epic games, are usually the those are the big three. If you uh, uh, really, there's no harm in getting all three of those clients and just having it on your PC. You don't have to have them uh, start up when you're when you turn on your PC. You can just have one running if you want. Uh, or you just do it a la carte as, you know, as soon as you want to play something. I, I would say good old games because they have a, a a a great user interface that allows you to to show your entire PC collection all in one place. And if you want to play something, it'll open up the uh, the, the respective Steam or good old games or Ubisoft Connect or or what have you, or even good old games themselves with you know Epic Games. Like all of those, uh, and and good old games doesn't take up too many system resources. It sits there in the background, nice and quietly as well. So that's and then once you're done with the the game that you're playing, it'll automatically shut down the client like Steam or Epic Games, so you don't have to worry about that eating up your PC resources. Uh, well, anyways, I, I kind of get off a tangent there, but yeah, uh, Greek uh, six and a half hours long. Eight and a half hours to 100%. So you see as a side-scrolling platformer released on pretty much everything in 2021. Switch, the PS4 and 5, Series X and S1, and PC. Uh, side-scrolling single-player game with hand-drawn animations. You would take the role of three siblings, Greek, Adara, and Rydell, and guide them to the lands of Azur. Alternate control, alternate control between them and Use their unique abilities to escape from the Ulag invasion. Okay, read. Okay, I, a platformer. That's that's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. I should uh, definitely look into that. Um, I'm hoping that the coming year of 2023, I will be able to have a have a good balance. Although I, I talk about balance, and yet I be thus far, year's still not out, but. Thus far, 110 games this year, um, nine short of my total from last year. Uh, and remember, a lot of those are, are a lot of retro games on the NES, the arcade uh, compilations that you see out there for Capcom and, and SNK, and uh, got, got uh, you know, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and the NES. And re- a lot of retro games that are fairly short, and of course, a lot of indie PC games that are also fairly short as well. So that, that those numbers are a bit bolstered, but there are some significant ones, and I will be doing a separate top games of the year that I played this year, uh, and any you know, honorable mentions and things like that, just to uh, go through those because man, it's uh, it's been a year of gaming, and the last two years I've gamed a lot. So there you go. All right, so let's let's keep going here. Uh, next, uh, let's 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 put these two together, shall we? Uh, the first one, uh, we've got Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition, and of course Guacamelee 2. And I got that the complete version of that. Uh, my buddy Charles, over on my other podcast, Sports Goose, he uh, has been begging me to buy this game, and I was just I was holding out. I was like, eh, I don't know. There was a physical copy that combined both games. I was trying to see if I could find that for cheap, but it's not cheap at all. It's like probably like 70, 80 bucks just to find a physical copy of it, which unfortunately I didn't wasn't able to get. But uh, there's a lot of lot of sales happening, 
even going into the new years for people who just got a bunch of money for for the holidays and uh guacamole was on sale for about three or four bucks the same thing for the second version so i basically spent like eight dollars just to get those two games and uh, the first one is seven hours long 15 and a half hours to 100 percent um and uh this is the i guess the revamp version of the original uh two huge new levels evolving into intenso power mode and laying eggs floating let's see bombs as a chicken okay all right, so I didn't even know that this this is gonna be great. Uh, so far, this game is chock full of references to other retro video games. It's a, a 2D. Uh, Char- it's basically Charles said it's like a Metroidvania, and I, I, I can see that uh, action adventure 2D. Well, some platforming, yes, uh, but for the most part, it's it's uh, it's a love letter to those style video games from the 16-bit era. And or even those uh, those pretty nice 2D video games from uh, that, that rarely showed up on the on the PlayStation One, the Sega Saturn, and the N64. But but yeah, this is so far I've started it already. I'm about an hour and a half in, and uh, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to be streaming it, unfortunately. I, I think I'll just have this as a side game. I don't. I, I feel like if I have to set up the entire thing with streaming. On the Switch, it's going to deter me from playing it as often as I should. Whereas I could just have it as a side game. Play it, put it next to my bed if I want to, or just hook it up to the TV. So yeah, that's that's the first one. And of course, I've got the second one as well as part of this. Uh, Guacamole 2. And uh, once again, the, the, the references and everything... To Hispanic culture, uh, Mexican culture especially. I'm not Mexican, but of course, you know, you recognize some things. And then of course, gaming culture. With, uh, so I've seen references so far for Super Mario Brothers and Mega Man, and and uh, of course Metroid. Like it's 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 good. It's there. You got you got Metroid references in your game. I'm gonna be a big fan for sure, for sure. And on Guacamelee 2 sits at a, a nice hefty. Eight and a half hours long, 15 hours to 100%. So both games are pretty comparable as far as length is concerned. And uh, there you go. But I, I will be going through those, and hopefully I can uh, get those done uh, within a reasonable amount of time. Uh, once again, I'm trying to get a creative balance of being able to play my current games on my Switch. Give my Switch love. My games on PC. Give that some love. And of course... Uh, retro titles, which I'm I'm gonna split amongst the emulated stuff I have on PC, the stuff I have on the Switch as well uh, that came out on older consoles, and of course my actual retro consoles that I currently do have, which are my 3DS, my my Wii U, my Xbox 360, and my PlayStation 3. 360 is gonna I have some questions about it because it it might be a little dirty as far as the lens is concerned, and or the lens might need to, might need to be replaced. And if that's the case, I might be on the hunt for a more modern 360 out there. If I can find the E model, I'd I'd do that. I'd probably uh, 
bring my current 360 uh, over to my folks' place where I store all my old video games and, and just have it sit there to be protected from dust and everything and uh, to eventually sell in about a decade or so. Okay, well then, uh, next, next, uh, Epic Games has been, usually kills it with, uh, with some good releases. They, if you missed out, you probably just missed out on Death Stranding. I bought it last year on sale, and this year they gave it out for free, so it's like, oh, darn it, if I had held out for a year. But I'm kind of glad I bought Death Stranding anyways. Hideo Kojima, you know, deserves some support for sure. Uh, so, well, I don't mind that at all. Uh, but we've got the Fallout series. And uh, surprisingly, I've got a bunch of the games in this series, even though I've never played them. I've got uh, Fallout 1, Fallout 2, and I've talked... Uh, talk, these are the, I just got these, Fallout 1, Fallout 2, Fallout Tactics, Brotherhood of Steel. And I believe I have Fallout... Four. Do I have Fallout 4 or maybe Fallout 3? Uh, I know, wait, where? gosh darn it, now I don't remember. I, I know I have Fallout New Vegas. I have a physical version of that, and, and I have the 360 version of that. I will most likely play the, the, uh, the PC version because I can get all my upgrades, enhancements, and maybe some mods if uh, they're recommended to me. And... Yeah, so that's uh, just the, this Fallout series. So th this is this is gonna take me a while, and I might I might as well start with the first one if I, I instead of just jumping into one of the more modern ones. Uh, so that's the first one's about sixteen hour, sixteen hours long. So that's that's gonna take a bit, and then you've got the second one, which is about thirty hours long. And then you've got Tactics Brotherhood of Steel, which is 24 hours long. Um, there's a bunch of games and a bunch of series that I have not started. And and I probably should. I have Assassin's Creed. Never really got into that game or into that series because, of course, I missed out on it being a Nintendo fan. So you got Fallout, you got Bioshock. I have a, I have a couple Final Fantasy games. I've uh, got these Fallout games now, uh, Elder Scrolls games too. I, I just have a bunch of them. And this year, uh, I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to do it. Uh, Charles, of course, I talked to him about this and just the dilemma of, of the backlog. Because it's just so many games. It's It's a bit difficult to kind of get a gauge of of what you should play and what you feel like playing and what you don't feel like playing. And sometimes that happens too and you know, just your energy level because as, as much as I love gaming, it really is a commitment. It is a time commitment to, to play these things. Um, to get good as well, if you, if, you, if you start getting into these or just to invest yourself into a storyline and and into the gameplay, because some games, yeah, they get addicting. You wanna, you wanna enjoy it, yes, but you also want to not get bogged down and just sit there with one game for for like a month. Uh, and unfortunately, I got bit hard by Splatoon Three. It's amazing I beat any other games, but 
Uh, Splatoon 3 bit me hard, and I'm going to have to... I have to lay myself off of that for a bit if I'm going to get any of these things done. But yeah, the, the, just playing games on a whim is hard. Uh, the other day, I was trying to download one of my Need for Speed games that I haven't started, and uh, I... And, and like, just on a whim, just on a whim, I wanted to start that while I still had to play Yakuza and all these other games. So, like, Sometimes you get those whims that you want to play this. Uh, and sometimes a game drops and it's just like, okay, I have to drop everything and play this. And that's what happened with Mario and Rabbids. That's what happened with Splatoon 3. Uh, that's what happened with Sonic Frontiers. I dropped everything and it's like, we're playing this right now. So, uh, the, the same thing, uh, hopefully with some of these these games, uh, hopefully I get bit hard by some of them. Uh, because these are acclaimed acclaimed series i'm not i'm not get, i'm not playing trash for the most part i tried playing some trash last year because you know you have to play a little bit of trash uh but uh for the most part most games are, are were serviceable at best you know uh and yeah yeah and some some and then sometimes you got some of the uh the false starts the, the games that you start and you're just like whoo ah. Uh, I, I do not want to do this. Gosh, man. Uh, one of them that's been nagging me is Crypto Necrodancer. I, I I can't deal with the rogue. All these roguelites and roguelikes, I, I can't deal with them. I really can't. The, you know, I know there's an appeal to randomly generated levels and things like that. I get that. I, I think if I had been younger, maybe I would have gotten in, like if I got into it way earlier. But now I just, I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the patience of getting bodied every five minutes and having to completely start over. It, it, uh, okay, get, like I just don't have the time to get good at these. So unfortunately, I have a bunch of roguelikes, uh, rogue, rogue whatever series games, and I, I just I will never get through them or play them. I just won't. So. Crypt of the Necrodancers, as much as uh, the Zelda one was fantastic, Cadence of Hyrule, and I, I will not be able to beat that game. It will just sit on my Switch and just, I won't beat it. Uh, and the same thing, I tried starting Mana Spark. Mana Spark seemed like it was fun and everything, and then I, I was like, okay, let me, I was on a trip, let me play this on a plane. You know, I haven't started it. Uh, it, it doesn't. It's not that many hours long. It's an RPG, uh, 2D, uh, pixelated style. I'm like, okay, cool. And it's a roguelike. I, I can't do it. I really can't. Each dungeon is different. You're getting bodied, and it was clearly made for the PC. The, the control scheme is clearly made for the PC. It's not meant for consoles. The, the dual setup with the uh, trying to attack and shield while uh, with, with the dual analog control, it, it does not work as well as, let's say, Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami was was different. Of course, Hotline Miami had set levels because the game was hard enough as it is. But being able to memorize the, the, the level layouts and enemy patterns... It works like that, and I and the roguelikes, it's, it's not that way. You have to you have to you you just 
you, you can't get a chance to get familiar with it. Um, so that's that's the trouble with those. Anyways, so that was the Fallout series. That's what I've got to play. Next is Lego Builder's Journey. I started this because my nephew saw it and he wanted to try it. I got it for free and I'm just like, okay, let's let's try it. I, I installed it on my laptop just to see what it's like. And it's it's interesting. It's nice. It's clearly, I mean, you can use touch controls with it, but uh, it was clearly better for, I guess, tablets uh, and, or, or a keyboard or mouse. Or an actual tactile game controller just for uh, precision, uh, because whatever my my computer screen for whatever reason just uh, doesn't have the, or maybe my PC is just not powerful enough to uh, run things smoothly for that. But it's a two-hour game, and luckily I started an Epic Game Store, so hopefully maybe I can uh, install on my main gaming PC and just and just uh, just chip away at it. It's two hours long. It's not that. Not that long, not that big of a deal, um, just as a side game, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, uh, but it's, yeah, it's basically, they, they give you a, uh, a small area, and you gotta, uh, basically reunite, uh, one Lego piece with another Lego piece on the other side of a map, a small map, and you just kind of have to think your way through as to what pieces to use and, and, and how to go about it. Uh, with different obstacles like water and things like that, just to, and of course, you have to do it within uh, the 3D space. It, it looks interesting. It looks uh, so far. I, I think I, I can. I enjoy it. It's a once again, a, it's a 3D puzzle game. It's a 3D puzzle game using Legos, and it's very cleverly done. And it's a very nice visual style. Uh, everything is is visually represented by Legos. But not in the sense of like the Lego, uh, like video game series, like like the Star Wars and that type of stuff. This is more just regular old Legos, and uh, there's uh, some interesting lighting and, and everything like that. It, it's a very stylized version, uh, rather compared to the the Lego style other games that are uh, just kind of more cartoony uh, visually. Anyways. Uh, next is Broken Sword, The Shadows of the Templars, Director's Cut. I have this on PC. Uh, this is 10 hours long, 11 hours to 100%, released back in 2009 for PC, mobile phones, the Nintendo DS, and the Wii. Huh. I definitely did not catch this on my radar back then. Uh... Classic adventure game series is brought up to date with new narrative loosely based on the original and new gameplay mechanics. So I guess this is a uh, probably one of those retro style adventure games, which is probably why it appeared on mobile phones and the and the, the Wii and the and the DS. So there you go. And of course PC. Next is them's fighting herds. <laughs> So I, I downloaded this for free on Epic Games. It was one of the free games that they've been do dishing out. It's about four and a half hours long. There's, uh, I guess, there's some side stuff. People have gone up to eight hours. I don't know if anybody's 100% of it, or at least hasn't claimed to have. But this game was originally a My Little Pony Friendship is Magic 
2D fighter. Uh, drawn in the exact same style as the show. Uh, I remember this way back when, when I was a, uh, a very short-lived time when I was a brony for about a summer. <laughs> when I just got into that show and then uh, afterwards it was just like, ah, this is all just a marketing ploy, huh? Yes, it is. It's meant to sell toys and I was not going to buy toys. <laughs> uh, or shirts or anything like that. I, I just suddenly became like, oh, this is a cartoon show made to sell you toys. So I'm like, oh, never mind. Anyways, these people, of course, were trying to develop this game. I'm, go I'm going to assume it was a fairly uh, uh, noticeable cease and desist that was sent by Hasbro's lawyers. And rather than just uh, scrapping all the work they had done in developing this 2D fighting engine, they decided to just uh, use the same art style, however, with a few tweaks to it, and developing all of their own original characters of uh, all the different animals and things like that. And, of course, uh, they got... Lauren Faust, who uh, developed Boss's Home for Imaginary Friends, and of course the aforementioned My Little Pony, to contribute to this game, and now they they develop this uh, this 2D fighter, uh, and it's out on regular consoles. Uh, it's released back in 2018 uh, for the Switch, the PC. It's on the PS4 and 5, the Xbox One, and the Series X and S. I don't know when I'll get a chance to play this. Uh, not currently in a fighting game mood. Uh, and I don't know if I can deal with four and a half hours of it. Uh, I would think there would be like an easy mode and I could just set it to that and run through the roster of characters and just be like, okay, I did it. I beat the story. <laughs> That's it. Uh, but I'm going to assume it's like many other of these fighting games where you have to beat it with every character. They all have their own unique ending. So there you go. But yeah, them's fighting herds. That's <laughs> that's the story behind that. Uh, next, we've got Sable. So Sable, I got this through the Epic Games Store for free. Seven and a half hours long, 20 hours to 100%. Released for the PC, PS4, and 5, Xbox One, the Series X and F. A third person adventure game back in 2021. Uh, it's a coming of age tale of discovery through exploration across the strikingly rendered open world desert. Go on a deeply personal journey across an alien planet while learning its history and discovering Sable's place in the world. Uh, looks very interesting visually. I uh, has a cell shaded style. Uh, I, I, I'm not, I might look into this. I might look into this. Um, okay. Uh, next is Costume Quest 2. I uh, don't know if I have Costume Quest 1, but uh, six and a half hours long and nine and a half hours to 100%. It's an RPG released back in 2014 that's currently on. The PC, the PS3, PS4, 
the Wii U, the Xbox 360 and Xbox One. I'm only surprised when I see the Wii U, sorry. Uh, trick, treat, and pick a fight with villainous dental soldiers, okay. In Costume Quest 2, the sweet sequel to Double Fine. I, I, don't, know what, I, I don't know what those mean. I don't know, but it's there. I I don't know. I'll see. I will see. Uh, anyways, let's go to King of Seas. So, if I were getting on a uh, on an ocean-based kick, maybe I could start playing this, but... Uh, 15 hours long, nobody's 100%ing it. Uh, 22 and a half hours for people who have done a little bit extra of this game. It's an action RPG released back in 2021 uh, on the Switch, the PC, the PS4, and the Xbox One. Uh, it's set in a procedural pirate world. Okay, so this is maybe like No Man's Sky. An epic adventure awaits you in a fantastical world detailed with, uh, dotted with fights, lost islands, and treasures. A universe that keeps you anchored as you struggle to become the king of all pirates. So maybe like a pirate no man's sky? Maybe a little bit like Sea of Thieves? I'm not sure. But it's uh, it's there, and I guess that's the reason why it's not 100%ed, because maybe maybe you can't. Maybe you just have to play a little bit more, maybe you just run through that main storyline and see what else is there. But uh, if it's community-based, then... It doesn't have really great reviews as far as the people who have played through this, but it's not that many that have played through this at this point. So we'll see. We'll see, or at least at least given their their number for their review there. Alright. Next is Behold the Kickman. I probably won't play this. This is a soccer-based game. Four hours long, seven hours one hundred percent on the Switch and the PC back in 2017. Uh, soccer game made someone who has no understanding or interest in what it's actually called. Really? It's made for people like me? Start at the bottom of the big, boring football spreadsheet and grind your way to become the best at the football any, at the football anyone's ever seen. Okay, that's, I guess, typo of some sort. Huh. A soccer game made for people who hate soccer. I, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued, actually. Now, that's a concept I could get behind. Because <laughs> uh, I talked about this on my show, Sports Goose, but not this one, but a different one. But, um, uh, I've, I've told a soccer fan that popped up on our show, like, hey, the sport of soccer has, get, has, has had three chances to get me to like it. Uh, technically four, actually. Mario Strikers, Super Mario Strikers on the GameCube, Mario Strikers Charged on the Wii, uh, Mario Sports Superstars on the 3DS, and of course Mario Strikers Battle Battle League on the Switch. And neither of them have gotten me to bite. And I've tried them all. I've tried them all. Uh, except for the 3DS one. But I have tried each one of them. I just, I can't get behind any of them. I really can't. Uh, yes, call me a hater of soccer all you want. I am. But I, it really does not does not grab me. 
But the fact that somebody made a game with the intention of, or, or for people like me, is uh, is funny and, and intriguing. I think uh, that whoever wrote the copy for that did a good job. Did a good job. Uh, next is Bloons T D Six. This looks like some cheap crap. Uh, there's literally no real descriptions. They just talk about it's just basically a mobile PC game. I don't know what it's about. I probably won't play this. It's 33 hours long, 535 hours, 100%. Uh, I'm going to assume it's just these cheap PC games. Probably. I don't know, maybe this is free to play, like, on mobile or something. That's probably why. I'm probably never going to play this. This looks like some, some dumb crap. I'm, I'm probably not going to play this. Um, I, I'm going to have to audit my backlog as well, because there are some things that I'm just going to be like, I'm never playing this. And I'll just move it to my uh, my list of things that I'm just not going to play. So... I mean, it is what it is, man. I, there's only so much time. I'm not going to waste time. On this thing. Uh, next is Ghost of a Tale. 11 hours long. I have this on PC, of course. Uh, 20 hours, 100%. Released back in 2018 for the Switch, the PC. The PS4 and the Xbox One. It's an action RPG. Got a bunch of these now. Uh, which you play as Tilo. Tilo, a mouse. And Minstrel caught in a perilous adventure. Is this like a secret win, maybe? Or maybe it's inspired by it? The game takes place in a medieval, medieval world population populated only by animals and puts an emphasis on immersion and exploration. It features stealth elements, disguises, conversations with allies and enemies, and quests. Alright. Okay. Yeah, alright. Huh? That's that's there. That is uh, that is there. That is a game that is uh, that's there. Oh, this one, this one, I I probably should start uh, fairly soon uh, because I, I've enjoyed two of the games so far in this series. Saints Row Four, reelected, uh, fifteen hours long, uh, forty-one hours so one hundred percent. Released back in two thousand and fifteen. Currently on Google Stadia. Uh, uh, the Switch, the PC, the PS4, and the Xbox One. These, an open-world sandbox game. Uh, I, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the first two games. I've beaten both of those. Spent a lot of time in them. Uh, and, uh, and I've heard good things about the fourth one as well. After, yeah, after saving the world from a terrorist attack, the leader of the Third Street Saints is elected to become President of the United States. Things go reasonably well until an alien warlord named Zinyak attacks the White House and abducts the entire cabinet. Now stuck inside a reality-bending simulation, the President and the Saints fight to save themselves, Earth, and the entire galaxy. If that all sounds crazy to you, trust us, we're just getting started. Yeah. As much as a lot of things in GTA can be over the top, Saints Row takes it way above that. Um, at least in, in the first four games. 
Uh, I guess some people didn't have great comments about the latest one, the reboot, I guess you could call it. But uh, I'm going to very much enjoy this one. Um, anyways, next is Wildcat Gun Machine. 11 hours long. Nobody's 100% of it. Released on PC only this year. And, you know, so far, it's still 2022. For, yeah, 2022. Um, and uh, it's an isometric shooter. Bullet hell dungeon shooter, dungeon crawler, where you take on hordes of disgusting flesh beasts with a wide variety of guns, giant mech robots, and cute kittens. Um, hopefully, this isn't in the roguelike style. I can't memorize things or else. I mean, if it's like Gauntlet, I guess I guess I can get behind that. Um, uh, if it's anything like that, then then sure, then sure I, I can I can try and give that a go. But there you go. Uh, that's uh, PC only so far. Usually these games uh, either have a mobile release or at the very least they're on the Nintendo Switch. So. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know the, the the logistics or the economics behind trying to publish on any of the other platforms, but uh, usually it's like there. But hey, PC I think is the the lowest threshold to get your game on any of these platforms: Steam or Epic Games or, uh, or Amazon or, or um, uh, good old games. Heck, even just Indie Gala or. Or, uh, what was the other one? What was the other one? I forgot what the other one was. Itch.io, there you go. Alright, well. Let's. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the next one, man. You know, I'm just passing by a high school right now. Uh, it's amazing, because I, I was in my TV and film program back in, when I was in high school. And we put on the school news and everything like that. And it's amazing, like, now all these high schools can can literally can have their own channels, their own broadcast channels. Like, right now, I, I can just imagine being in the TV and film program right now. Like, everything we could create just uploaded to YouTube or Twitch or whatever. Um, like, saving every single broadcast of our, of our school news. Uh, broadcasting live our own like sports things uh, like this even just as practice right just like oh camera work broadcasting uh, just it's like okay we're we're broadcasting today the you know the softball game we're out here blah 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 like they they can literally do all of that now man that's that is so cool that is so cool. Um, Heck, I was trying to do it during the during the lockdown uh, uh, with uh, on my other channel, Sports Goose. I did a uh, virtual MLB broadcast series where I played, or oh, I didn't play. I, I put on CPUs playing each other on retro Major League Baseball games, and I just did the broadcast. That was I was the I was the play-by-play guy. I was the color analyst. I, I just I did everything, and I was just. That was the way I had fun. <laughs> and it, it did fairly well. It did fairly well numbers-wise, man. I was broadcasting to, like, every part of the world. It was it was great. 
it was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed doing that. Um, yeah, yeah. I know, I went on a tangent there, but sheesh, man. Sheesh, this, this stuff is fun, man. This stuff is fun. Podcasting, broadcasting, uh, producing videos and things like that on, on, on all of these platforms, man. It's, this is definitely, uh, you could say it's the golden age of, of self-published creativity, man. It really is. You can make your own books. You can make your own music. You can make your own videos. You can make your own video games. You can do all of these now. And, and it's not like you couldn't do it before, but now you can have others enjoy it, have others recognize you. For how big or how little success you can have with that, but at the very least, you can do it. This podcast, I mean, sheesh, the Frank Ops show. I've got people listening in like India. All these other countries, like, it's, it's really, I mean, even if it's, like, five people, but still, that's, like, five more people than, than I would have had 15 years ago. That's amazing. That, that's truly, that's truly beautiful. All these games, man, all these games, whoever developed Wildcat Gun Machine, like, like, they, they did it. They, they, they put together an entire video game. Released it on PC, and it's out there, man. As, as you know, whether it's like five people try it or, or a thousand people try it, but they got it out there. Um, that's amazing. Uh, well, I, I think that's it for now, guys. This is, that's, it, that, that was a lot of games in the backlog. I, I think I'm gonna finish this up. So you know, follow me on all the things. Uh, I'll put the stuff in the description, uh, Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and. Uh, you know, you can add me to your to your gaming stuff on PlayStation or Xbox or Switch or PC. And I'll talk to you guys uh, some other time. Take care.